What is going on, Breakthrough Success listeners? Mark Bird here. In this episode, we're going to talk about growing a business, what that looks like from building the products, budgeting, and strategy. We are joined by a guest who is the founder of ClickaSnap, a digital pay-per-view photo sharing platform. ClickaSnap is designed to allow image creators to profit from their online images and gain brand exposure. Now, the cool thing about this platform is that it is set up so creators can maintain the rights to their art while not having to worry about these pesky algorithms. Our guest who joins us on this episode of Breakthrough Success is none other than Tom Oswald. Tom, welcome to the show. Thank you, Mark. Looking forward to the evening. Tom, it is such a pleasure to have you on Breakthrough Success. And with ClickaSnap, I know you started this a few years ago. It's grown quite considerably over these past few years. I'm wondering what has really helped with the strategizing element. Like when you see the business and you want to reach the next level, what are some of the key parts of that strategy that help you achieve growth? Um, interesting. The only key thing that we really concentrate on is building a good product. So we didn't really do any marketing up until about six months ago. Um, the entire product was bring something out, build the website, run surveys on our user base, see what they say, and then do what they say. Um, and that was it. It's just about producing a better and better and better product that people will talk about. Um, I mean, 99% of our traffic is referral and direct as people were talking about us. Um, we don't waste money or we've recently started Facebook ads, but we've not found them particularly effective. We don't waste time and effort on social media, trying to fight algorithms all the time. It's all every penny that we've had come into business has been about building a better product for our users by listening to our users. It's that simple. <laughs> <laughs> and I love that because I feel like so many people would rush to do the Facebook ads because they just feel like I just need to get some visibility, a few more people see this product, and then boom, I'm set. I, I just got to get the Facebook ads or something set up and get that initial exposure. And I love this concept of just focusing on the product, creating something really good, and then the results take care of themselves. However, I'm wondering if you could share with us how you got the initial user base, because the referrals can be an amazing source of traffic, but you can't get referrals if you have a user base of zero. Absolutely. Um, I mean, it goes back a long way. Um, I had a record label in some radio stations early 2012. We founded Vidascape to compete with YouTube in 2014. And then we pivoted Vidascape to create ClickerSnap. So um, we didn't start with zero effectively. We had Vidascape's user base that was pivoted into ClickerSnap's user base. Um, and then we did go and approach um, a world famous photographer, Mike Brown, uh, to do a joint venture with him. And he did a video on YouTube because he's got a quarter of a million subscribers, which then drove our initial use base. However, what I will say is that we did that. We had a huge influx of users in a short period of time and the site completely crashed and we lost about 90% of our users. But the 10%, this, this was four years ago, that's about growing startup. It's 
and particularly a tech-based startup like ours on, online where you build to what you believe can can cope with the traffic of coming in um, and then of course you get hit by a huge amount of traffic and that takes you down and then you've got to start or well, not start again but you're starting 10 ranks below where you were before now um, we lost most of our user base in that time but the user base that we kept about 10 percent of those users we built on so it was you've stayed with us we'll listen to what you're saying let's develop the product based on what you're saying and then it kind of went on from there um, but that was really the only um yeah that was the only advertising that we did um very very back in the early days uh, of clickersnap um obviously we had vidascape's user base but that wasn't particularly big um, and was primarily video based but there were the, some users that moved over to clickersnap so that's how it started and the big theme right away just from the starting stage of this conversation is taking the feedback of your user base very seriously i do want to expand on that a little bit though because i feel like when you create a product or a platform like there's a lot that you have invested into it and you feel like you are the know-all when it comes to your own product or your own platform and you feel like you can make all the decisions without any type of feedback. And I think that's ego getting in the way. So I'm wondering like with you and the team, having an idea of what click a snap should be and having an idea of different objectives, how do you mix in that side with having the humbleness to listen to your audience? So we have an idea of where we want the site to go and what the end goal is. Now with a site like Clickersnap where it was completely unique, there is nothing like it before, um, it is continuously pivoting from point to point to point to deal with different audiences that we've got at those different times. So as an example, way back in the early days in 2016, we had a huge amount of people coming to platform which were going to, because of the way they behaved, was going to destroy the platform. Um, and we've done videos and case studies on this because it's, it's very unique to monetize content. And at that particular point, we had to go, okay, well, our users are saying this, they're not the user base we want, therefore we're gonna to have to do this to get rid of them. And again, we got rid of 60% of our user base back in 2016 because they were gonna destroy the platform. Um, so it's not, it's, it's always a fine balance, but when you're growing a business like this, there is also radical decisions you have to make to look at the long-term uh, future of the platform. A lot of people would have back in 2016, if they had my website, we were getting two or three million page views a day. They would have absolutely continued going down that route, not spotted the danger of it and collapsed the business six months later. We spotted the danger that was going. We, listened, we, we knew that our users were, were doing what they were doing, but we had to bring in something to destroy it. Now, currently, we're actually very, very close to where we want to be, where we have a really good user base. We have a user base that is um, uploading good quality content and interacting within the platform. Um, and that's taken, as I said, radical decisions, but also... Uh, decisions that we've made that we've put into the platform that have people have not liked and we've reversed those situations those decisions to then 
bring ourselves back in line with the user base if we believe that that is the way to go. But even if you don't agree with your user base and you put something out, sometimes actually the user base can move into your view as well. A prime example was the way that we brought out um, images underneath, underneath our main image, there's four images. Initially, that was the photographer's images. Um, we moved it to related images because obviously most of our traffic is coming in looking for, let's say, a cat picture and wanting to look at other cat pictures, not necessarily that other photographer's cat pictures. And we had a huge amount of photographers kick off about it because they said, oh, we're going to lose views. We brought it in anyway and then actually said that you will lose views from that person coming in to look at that piece of content, but someone else coming in to look at another photographer's content will actually find you. So it created a huge amount of interaction within the platform, a huge amount more views, and our photographer, our users were like, actually, this is really, really good. So it's, it is, as you say, it's a, it's, it is a constant balancing act, but it's, not, it's, it's about bringing it out and then really looking at the data not just what the users are doing, but the data of how the platform is handling or, or is acting with those people. It's all psychology, or a lot of it is psychology. Um, so there isn't really a strict answer to that. It's with difficulty, but ensuring you're monitoring, monitoring everything constantly. And for business owners, we all got to make some decisions. Some of them are going to be tougher than others, but the only time we really see if our decision is the right one. We just got to implement it. We just got to make the change to the platform or to our workflow or to the relationship we have with our clients. Like when you make the decision and you put that out into the world, that's when you see if this is something that the users are going to love or, Oh, let's back down on this a bit because it's not generating the type of engagement we want. And users are telling us in their feedback, like we want something different. And if you lean towards data of your users, of your platform, of any other data piece, that is going to help you make a more educated decision. And in business, it's not the making 100% correct decisions. It's statistically increasing your chances of making each correct decision. And when it comes to building up something like Click a Snap, I mean, there's just so much that goes into that startup culture. I mean, I can only imagine some people like, oh, cut out like 90% of your email list. Like I can only imagine what was going on there when uh, you did that initially. Well, I mean, I'm happy to tell you if you want, but <laughs> it, it's entirely down to you. It is a, it's a complex um, psychological thing that happens with monetized content. Uh, if you want me to go into it, I'll oh, go yeah. into it. Okay, so when content is monetized, if you look at Spotify and YouTube, for example, Spotify has, uh, you've got to listen to it for 30 seconds, you, to put content up, you've obviously got to put a band together, record it, so on considerable costs. So getting a track on Spotify and monetize is actually quite difficult and involves a huge amount of work. YouTube, the same, creates, you've got to create the content, you've got to invest in that, you've got to do all that sort of stuff, get it onto YouTube, get your channel monetized, make your money. Imagery, of course, is completely different. Everyone has a smartphone, so you go out, take a photo of something and you can upload it to our site and instantaneously monetize it. So the biggest complexity of our website, and I'm not in, and actually, I mean, it is technically complex, but the real complexity is the fraud and controlling the user's behavior in such a way that the, for want of a better word, scammers don't destroy the platform. 
Now there was two platforms before ours, one called TSU and one called Naomi, both multi-million pound funded. One was funded by Peter Thiel, another one was a big VC fund in, in New York. And they both went bankrupt because they fostered a user base that allowed, that, that, that would upload rubbish content and they would constantly, all this user base would just look at this content. They would look at each other's content. Now our platform is designed in such a way that if you upload poor quality content, it doesn't get paid views, it doesn't get seen because people aren't interested in it. It's not an algorithm that controls it, it's simply how much time someone spends looking at a photo. Um, the longer the time, obviously the more important it is. Um, but the way that these click circles worked was that if you imagine there's two people and each one takes a photo of their dinner and uploads it, they look at each other's photos over and over and over and over again. And if you allow that to happen, you end up with basically a vast amount of very, very poor quality of content on the platform with a lot of users, but users who are only generating poor quality content. This means that Google doesn't index you, no one's looking for your content, no one's interested in using your website. And of course, the genuine users who are out taking photos, taking the time to create that content, who are uploading it, get forced off the platform because they're not interested. They're seeing this poor quality content being outcompeted from their high quality content. And that was the case in, in, in short. So we had to get rid of all of these users and then bring in systems that would stop that happening, which meant that high quality content became the the the, the overriding content on the platform rather than poor quality content and we still to this day have to monitor that and we still have to bring in these little tweets and things because people come on upload a load of content set up a whatsapp group and then look at each other's photos um, and that with a platform like ours as with tsu and naomi destroys it in a couple of months um, and it was the key to our i wouldn't say it's the key to our success but it is a major major factor in our success is ensuring that the right users are using it. And I really like that perspective because some, a lot of people will say, oh, there's a lot of users, there's a lot of engagement, this is great for the platform, but if you're getting the wrong type of engagement, or you're not seeing the results you want to see, even if something's supposed to be good, it makes sense to trim down. Kind of like if you have an email list, you want to trim the email list every once in a while. You've got a lot of people not engaging on it. And if you keep the people who aren't engaged, that's going to negatively impact your ability to send out the emails to your engaged audience. So in a similar way, Tom decided we've got a bunch of these at the time, people who are posting these scammy pictures, doing these click circles. Let's remove that type of behavior from the platform. Let's look over that so we can put the spotlight on the people who are really taking the extra effort to create these great pictures and then foster a better community in the process. Sometimes it really is addition by subtraction. Uh, what we've heard from Tom about ClickaSnap's success really does illustrate that. Absolutely, yeah. It, it is concentrating on the right user base. Because that wrong user base, it's not only just the damage the platform, it's all of your statistics are wrong, all of your, your um, surveys are wrong. So yeah, it's, it's very important that you control, you um, concentrate on your user base and make sure it's the correct user base for your platform. And speaking of user bases, if you guys are not on ClickaSnap right now, definitely consider starting an account, whether you want to go through other people's images or you want to make money 
through Click a Snap by posting your own great content. Definitely make sure you check it out. We will be throwing a link in the show notes. Tom, do you want us to go anywhere else to keep following your work and journey? Um, you, you keep on. <laughs> All right, so click a snap in the show notes. Check it out, Breakthrough Success listeners. Tom, thank you so much for joining us on the show. It was a pleasure to have you here today. Thank you, Mark. Thank you very much.